Spoilers Nation After Dark begins now. If that game did not teach you that hope will never die, then I don't know what will, as the Edmonton Oilers force overtime and are able to finish off the hat trick from Evander Kane and beat the Seattle Kraken. Hope will never die. That game went from zero to 100 so fast, and I could not be more jacked up right now, everybody. I see that is that is a constant in the chat right now. It's flowing through. I don't even know what the first comment was. I'm sure it was sad. I'm sure it wasn't happy. But everybody in here, woo, Nobby. Let's go live from a different version of the Sports Closet Studio. It's Oilers Nation After Dark, and I am so happy to be here with you. This is our first overtime winner of the season and boy does it feel good three in a row ladies and gentlemen three in a row it's going to be a party tonight on Oilers Nation after dark I've got two special guests tonight it was just going to be Gavin but after performance like that let's bring him in first the bagged milk himself ladies and gentlemen BM how are you feeling right now because I'm feeling good Man, come on. Natural Hattie to close out the comeback win. The Oilers were down by a pair of goals going into the third period. I was, I, you know, I was admittedly a little bit dejected. I was like, the boys, they just like, they started off with that beauty from Connor and then the three in the row from Seattle. And I was just like, come on, man. So to get the finish the way they did, it was just so uncharacteristic of the rest of the season. And it's just such a fucking fun way to end tonight. Yeah, number one fan says it the best. I laughed, I cried, I cheered. 10 out of 10. Danger Suede, I hope someone is keeping all the receipts from the haters. I have been keeping some receipts, Danger Suede. So maybe we'll wait till the new year before I start pulling those out again. The heart palpitations. I was in the Discord tonight as well. Shout out the yeah. boys in the Discord. And it was going off. It was. It's a roller coaster this season. It's so up and down. I, I couldn't be more jacked up right now. I want to bring him in as well. Producer extraordinaire, Gavin, how you doing, buddy? Boys, let's go. <laughs> Fired up to the absolute nine. Like Begmo said, going into the third down, two goals early in this season. That would be a write-off. Not with yep. Coach Knob behind the bench. We are so back. The Knobby Not era, we are 2-0. And, oh, and let's get her going. Let's get into it. I already saw it in the chat. It said Crown Royal celebratory shots. I still have not picked up a fresh bottle since the weekend. So I can't do that right now. But if you're at home and you've got Crown Royal, pour it up, get some ice, get some cola, get that going and drink it in Crown Royal. Scoring summary brought to you by Crown Royal. They're the best. Okay. So it started out one, nothing Edmonton Oilers block shot from Bouchard leads to a dry McDavid rush. Connor goes backhand, tucks it in. Gavin, that was our boardsy bankroll bet today. It was. Cash we got it one. first. It We're back hit. in the checkmark. What was your reaction when you saw that beautiful backhand tuck? Oh, I jumped right out of my seat. I hit McDavid first goal score at a plus 600, and we hit our boardsy bankroll. Woo. It's a win-win right there. Woo. Come on. <laughs> uh, bag milk. Are the boys back? Because that was, that was classic dry to Connor, to the back of the net, tic-tac-toe. It felt good. It felt good to see Connor get another one. What was your instant reaction? 
Well, so last night he scored against the Islanders on Monday and I go, okay, the slump's over. Connor's going to be feeling a little better. The hands are going to be feeling a little better. The skates are going to feel a little bit lighter. So when I saw Connor plus one Oh five, anytime goal on Betway, I was like, this is the most free money you could ever acquire right now. So you hammer that bet. You go a couple of units, maybe a little friskier than he normally would. And you just collect the winnings. You see him tuck it in Connor McDavid's back. The boys are rolling. You love to see it. How can you not be jacked up about this? I think everybody in the chat is right now. I saw it in the Discord. I see Lance put it here. All capitals. I bet the comeback. I saw somebody in there. They were betting live. I think we were down 3-1. Hope will never die. And this was big-time evidence of it. We've talked all year that when we're down by two goals, we last year I always we were in it. This year I felt like it didn't even stand a chance. Well, tonight Evander Kane helped put the boys on his back, and we got going. But continuing with the Crown Royal scoring summary. In the second period, it was Jared McCann. Everly had a great, like, skate-to-stick move. Throws it on net. Skinner makes the save. I don't want to shit on him for the rebound because, I mean, what else is he supposed to do? Boom. Jared McCann's right there. Goes off his skate. Bag milk. That's just bad luck, right? That's just That's just hockey. Yeah, that's just hockey. I mean, like that was one of those ones where, you know, Stu was probably in the right position to make a play if it actually hit him in the stick or even in the skate, but it was just, it, those are bounces. That's the way she goes. And sometimes you have to kind of roll with the punches when those happen and you kind of have to find a way to rebound. And, uh, you know, it, you know, it took a minute to rebound, but I like that Stu kind of maintained composure. He didn't crumble from there. Yeah, exactly. I thought Stuart Skinner was great tonight. He made a lot of saves, especially early, I believe it was like one of the first shots of the game. It was like a weird bounce off the sideball. Boom, comes right to him, but he makes a glove save. Two minutes later, though, after that first one, Bouchard gets out-muscled by Kyler Yamamoto. Yes, I did say that right. You heard that correctly. Down low, puck goes back up to the top. I believe it was Vince Dunn, clapped it, and it's tipped home in front by Belmar. Gavin, you texted me during, and you, uh, you were laughing at the call Jack Michaels made. Yeah, it was like he's the, the exact quote you just said. Bouchard outmuscled by Yamamoto should never happen. I know we'll get into it a little bit later, but man, Bouchard was atrocious tonight. Thank God it didn't come really come back to bite us. But yeah, that should not happen for Evan Bouchard whatsoever. Yeah, that was uh, it was a tough one to watch. Bouchard did did make it's you live and die by the sword with Evan Bouchard True. because yeah, later in the game sword. that fake slapper that was beautiful. That was a thing of art. It's just like. What's that? Whatever movie it is, is, how can you do something so bad and then totally <laughs> redeem yourself? Yeah, dumb I'm and dumber. a crazy dumb and dumber. Yep. Yeah, but it didn't. It didn't get better, and it didn't get better quickly. As uh, roughly like eight minutes later, it's Alex Wenberg, Eckholm and Bush caught in another tough one along the boards down low. I thought Eckholm was straight up caught puck watching. He wasn't doing anything. He was lost in the zone. He leaves Wenberg untouched alone at the side of the net, which has been a big theme for the Oilers to start the season. He walks in untouched. Eckholm looked skyward. Bag milk, confidence level at that point. And what was your reaction to that one? Because it felt like that was the two that were on ice for some bad decisions tonight. That so 
I mean, you you'll you nailed it, Aaron. It's live by the sword, die by the sword with Evan Bouchard. Oh, he had three points to end the night. If you just look at the box score and see three points for a defenseman, you go, oh my goodness, what a night. But then at the other end of the rink, like why can't he care in the defensive zone as much as he does in the offensive zone? Like I, in, in the panel between periods, they said there's no urgency in Evan Bouchard's defensive game. And it's true. He had at least two opportunities to clear pucks out of harm's way that ended up in the back of the net. And it's, I know, it's fluid game blah 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 and there's teammates and wow wow but like come on make a tougher play don't be so soft on the puck in the defensive zone because on the other end of the ice he does things that are incredible like the assist on Evander Kane's second goal of the night like that was a beauty come on man let's get that urgency at both ends of the rink and this kid is a stud yeah it's all for me the defensive end, I think it's all about effort. And you see a guy put in that much work and that much effort effort in the offensive end. It is tough, but live, in, live by the sword, die by the sword. Things, things did not look good in the third period there. The boys were battling for pretty much the entire thing, at least the first half. Then a little bit of good luck. Evander Kane was able to bury, as we said, Evan Bouchard faked a slapper with a great move, throws it on net absolutely perfectly like that puck was placed in the only spot it could be Evander Kane tips it home Gavin we said big time players make big time plays Evander Kane I don't know how many times you guys say it he's a big time player and uh, he put the team on his back there yeah he stepped up and and I know we were kind of on Evander Kane in the early part of the season and then I think it was around like the Heritage Classic he kind of turned his game on and now he's up to seven goals on the year he's pretty much like driving that own line by himself like Evander Kane is awake and the obviously the Edmonton Oilers need it and he came to play today. Yep, and then things things the dreams came true. I kept screaming, hope will never die. I saw it in the Discord, I saw it in this chat. It was all over the place. The Oilers, they're battling. We took a timeout. Goalie pulled, get the puck down low, bag milk, Leon Dry Settle to Evander Kane. He doesn't get it on the first tap, but he gets it on the second tap. And his smile and Leon's smile behind the net, it felt like a weight lifted off my shoulders. I was like, holy shit, we can. We can come back in these games, Bag Milk. You picked up the pitching wedge on that one too. Like he hacked away and I'm like, oh, I thought that was the missed opportunity, that first one. But then he chipped it over the cord and it was just like the pose. It was like the hero's pose that we needed. Just kind of the, uh, you know, the Shawshank Redemption crawling through the mile of shit to get out the other side. And it just kind of felt like one of those nights where it wasn't going to be ours, but the boys didn't quit. They battled, they chipped away. They got some greasy goals. We've talked about countless nights where the Oilers tried to get too pretty in the offensive zone and the goals they scored get back into it albeit like there was some nice plays in there there was greasy goals in there too like you got to get a mix of both and to see evander kane come up with a natural hattie to close it out like it doesn't get much better than that yeah a lot of front of the net high danger areas at least to end the game i know sometimes during the game there was moments that wasn't really happening it's a roller coaster being an edmonton oilers fan and tonight Really encapsulated that. I think I used that word properly. I don't know if I did. I think I did. We get to overtime. Let me ask you first, Bag Milk. No Connor to start three-on-three three overtime? I thought I was blind. I was rubbing my eyes. I was like, am I seeing that right? Is that straight up at home on the wing? Like, what the hell's going on? I guess it worked I, out in the end. But what did you think of that in the moment? I was confused. 
I thought I was hitting the devil's lettuce a little bit or something like that. <laughs> What's going on out there? Nobby's getting weird. Okay, we're starting off the first OT of the Nobby era with just some weird, some weird things to throw out there. But maybe that's the move to try and get Connor an easier matchup. I'd love to know what his explanation was. I hope somebody asks him in his post-game presser because it was hilarious. I'm curious to see what his thought process was. What was the reasoning? What was he thinking? Was Connor tying his skate? Did was he having a little snack? Maybe a, a couple of orange slices to get the electrolytes going. I don't know. I'm just curious to know what Nobby was thinking there. It was an interesting choice. Uh, I was concerned about it. I was nervous about it, but ultimately we're talking about a win, so I'm not going to criticize it. Yeah, it was uh, to start the overtime there, like right when the third period ended, they were. I saw they cut to Nobby over top of Connor, talking to Connor, and I was like, okay, he's telling him, rest up, you're going out there. And then it was just Leon they even showed the shift time and it said Leon had just been out there for two minutes. So I was like, okay, can't, can't be an energy thing here. Can it? Or was Connor out there for three minutes? I don't know. Let me know in the chat, Lance, I'm seeing some ridiculous things about knobs in the chat right now. I'm not going to read that out wow. loud, but that is absolutely hilarious. The nicknames bag milk, they write themselves. What's your favorite one for the knob, knobby, Gar a garlic vampire hunter van helsing i've seen them all what's your favorite there's so many good ones and that's the best part about being an oilers fan is there's never a shortage of nicknames and when you got a guy like knoblock who when we were sitting in the hotel in seattle and gavin is sitting there on the edge of the bed and he goes that, that that means something in german like we need to look this up that means something in german and we find out it's garlic it's like come on man. <laughs> writes itself and then the guy wrote name itself is and then we could call him Nobby all we want. The last guy was Woody. Woody out, Nobby in. I'm into it. I don't like. I'm I'm all for it. We start decking Dick right in my office. Preceded by Tippy, and yeah, the jokes they just kind of write themselves. I didn't know how I feel about the knob when it first happened, but hey, we're here. We're in this moment. We're riding with our guy. So let's also ride with the Alberta Blue Cross. Good, bad, and oily tonight. Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing. Better than sharing memories. That's making new ones. I made great memories tonight. I had a great time. I'm going to remember this one fondly. Uh, Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information. Okay, there was plenty of good tonight. Most of it came in the third period or overtime, and that kind of writes itself here. It's the comeback, kids. We talked about it all season. The confidence has not been there, Bag Milk. Now we're going to come back in these games. I ask you why. I didn't really have an answer for you because it's the same players as last year. Tonight on home ice, when we got that second goal, you could hear the crowd start to erupt, the energy coming back in like, okay, they got something to cheer for here. And they did, and we made it happen, Bag Milk. The comeback kids tonight. Yeah, comeback kids is right. And then obviously, you know, Evander Kane was leading the charge in that. And what's amazing, Aaron, is in the games played, remember when we when we were watching the game at the office against the Winnipeg Jets, he got bumped down to the third line and he said to Scott Oak, he was pissed off about his ice time. And everybody's like, oh, come on, you're complaining about this, whatever. But let me tell you something. In the game since that, he's got, uh, let me do some math here, 13 points. He's got seven goals and six assists. Like, 
the guy found a way to get himself going, and he's ultimately been one of the most consistent forwards this team has right now. The natural hat trick, as I've mentioned multiple times so far, to close out the game. The comeback kids are here, and to get a comeback win like that in the third period, when, like we talked about a little bit earlier, if this happened in early October, early October, late October, that game is over. But tonight, the boys kept the legs going. They kept the spark fired up, and they closed out the win. I'm no mathematician, but he had. 12 points coming in, 14 games. Pretty sure he's now a point-per-game player, Evander Kane. Gavin, come back. Obviously, Evander is the face of it. The Evandalorian, as I keep seeing in the chat during the game. Anybody else stand out to you to bring that game back? Stuart Skinner could have easily been the ding, good ding, ding. as well. That's exactly what my answer is, AB. And like we actually had Stuart Skinner as our good, yeah. but then obviously we had the pivot when the comeback kids were in full motion. But get some of the Stuart Skinner, man. Like, we obviously do not come back in that hockey game if Stuart Skinner is not as good as he was. And now that's now three consecutive games when he was over 9-10 save percentage. Stu's back. He's back to his all-star capabilities as we've seen last year. So I'm confident between uh, first Stu between the pipes now going forward. He kept us in that hockey game. Yep, he, he sure made, did. I like this. Sorry, Aaron. Sorry, Aaron. Stu cut. Stu made the saves that the team needed at the moments he made of them. Yeah, three yes. goals. You 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 go. Oh well, you allowed three goals, but like Gavin said, a nine seventeen save percentage. He did a nine seventy the other night. He's a, he's starting to look like the guy who got sent to the All Star game, and he's looking like a guy who can finally give you goaltending and lead you to a comeback win. Because again, we're going to repeat ourselves a bunch on a night like tonight. But earlier in the season, the Oilers don't get the big saves they need to keep that comeback going earlier in the season, it would have been three, one Kraken. Maybe the Oilers make it three, two, and then it's four, two and it's game over tonight. That did not happen. Stu shut the door when he had to, that is a clutch performance by a guy we need to depend on every single night. Yeah. I thought from the literal get go of this game, Stuart Skinner was seeing the puck better. He was just tracking it better. Like I noticed from at home on my couch being like, Oh man, this is going to be a good one tonight. And then you talk about the goals against. I know you can always do this. Numbers are the numbers. But what? The first one goes off a skate, right? Hey, that's a hockey play. It's a tough one right there. The second one, Bush loses a battle. It's a tip job in front. Third one, the guy's left alone in front of the net, untouched, walks right in. I'm not going to shit on him whatsoever for any of those goals. Hey, would I like to see a stop? Sure. But he made plenty of other stops all over the game. Let me know what else you thought was good or possibly a hot performer for my friends from DoorDash. With the good comes the bad. There was bad. It was mostly in the defensive end. Bag milk, I thought to start, there was there was bad plays down low, losing battles like Evan Bouchard to Kyler Yamamoto. That's pretty brutal. At Colm, I didn't think I had a great game. I thought Cody CC honestly, probably his best game of the season. But defensive miscues tonight, bag milk. It, it wasn't good to start the game, but we definitely honed it back in, right? Yeah, I mean, like, unfortunately, we got to pick on Boosh a little bit. And again, it's a two sides of the sword thing with this guy. He can make incredible plays down in the offensive zone. But then there's times where he's just an adventure out there in the defensive zone. He got outplayed. You guys pointed out already. He got outplayed by or no, out muscled by Kyle oh, Yamamoto. Was he kind of like looking at his boy? We know they're boys. They kind of looking at him. He's like, oh, Yamamoto's going to leave me alone. And then he just kind of went in there and stole his lunch money. He should know that was coming. He played with the guy for years. 
He knows Yamo's going to be a dog on the bone. So ultimately, there's also the lack of urgency on some of the plays that should have been easy outs. So those are some bad miscues that ultimately they paid for. But at the same time, they found a way to make it work. So I don't even know what to say about the defense. It was a roller coaster, but I got to say about Cody Cece. This guy, like when he had the partial breakaway, I feel like he forgot how to do things because he's just like, am I really here? How did this happen? The guy was on fire. Paul Coffey sending him up the ice left, right, and center. So it was hilarious to watch Cody Cece in the first period. I thought it was a different player entirely. I would love to know what Coffey's saying to him on the bench, but the defense was an adventure tonight, both good and bad. Yeah, with Cody Cece there. I remember him when he was young, being an offensive threat. And then I think mm -hmm. of him as an Edmonton Oiler. And not at all. I've never seen any part of that. So I was surprised to see him jumping up in the rush tonight. But hey, that's Paul Coffey hockey. So as long as guys like Vincent DeHarnay aren't doing that, we'll get it. Uh, you know what? Right now for the bad, I'll continue. What the was Vincent DeHarnay thinking on that oh delayed penalty, man? My heart oh my jumped God. out of its chest, Gavin. So, so, so did Hyman. Out. I texted you, <laughs> freaking out. Break that oh. one down for me, please. Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys seen Zach Hyman's reaction in the penalty box. He would look at the <laughs> NHL official in the box, and then they just kind of just shake their head, just looking <laughs> at each other. I had a good little chuckle by couch at home, but oh my God, Vincent Derriday. Oh man, he has some praying to do after because if that went in, man, that guy would have been a meme for a very long time. Worst play of the day on Sports Center. The memes would have just kept rolling for Vinny. But oh my goodness, we caught a break there. Yeah, thank, thank the Lord on that <laughs> oh my one. Goodness. Also, also for the bad bag milk, uh, five penalties tonight. Not good. Some of them were done. The penalty kill was good. It was a hundred percent. It was five for five. But yep. that's you can't expect to win games against good teams giving up five power plays. Correct? Like that's not that's not rocket science. Yeah, listen. The PK came through when they had to. But ultimately, you spent 10 minutes in the penalty box. And I know some of those were, they got evened up and it ended up being four and four. I understand that. But still, you spent 10 minutes in the penalty box and there were some key players in there. My boy Nuge took a penalty. Although, if I'm being honest there, that one was a tacky call. Like pushed him on the back and he got called for tripping somehow. But yeah, you cannot take five penalties in a game. And ultimately, special teams were a story tonight because the Oilers managed to get this done without a power play goal as well. So the special teams were a story, and they're probably a different one than I would have expected. The Oilers' PK came through where the power play didn't quite get there, even though they had some decent looks. So probably a different story than I would have expected from the special teams tonight. The boys scraped this one out. It wasn't pretty, but they all count the same. I did think during this game, I was like, man, this is one of those ones that come later in the year when you're chasing by two points. You'd be like, damn, we really shouldn't have came out so flat against a team like the Kraken. But the boys kicked it into high gear and we got her going. Okay, Gav, what do we got for the oily tonight? To it's Kane. a Vander Kane hat trick, of course. Liam, our boy, was boots on the ground. I gave him one of my new hats, which I keep remembering. I got to put the link in. I will put the link in for those upside-down Edmonton ones. But he threw his on the ice and he texted me, Aaron, I'm going to need a new hat. So I proud said, of I got you, buddy. I'll get you a new him. one. Uh, let me. You chuck a hat. Aaron, I'm glad you inspired him. You gave him the tools he needed to execute. And when you got the opportunity to throw a hat for an OT winner, you chuck that hat. So there's a lot of credit for the boys going around here. Aaron, you're the inspiration. Liam, he's the execution. Kane, he was the reason. There's a lot of love to go around here. <laughs> 
Yeah, we're a family in here. Everybody gets their props. Lance gets his props for live betting the comeback. Everybody else, you get props just for being just for being troopers and being true to this fan. Gavin Evander Kane. The man's a stud, right? Is he's been our most consistent forward all season, regardless, maybe like we said, the first couple games of the year. All he had to do was get in that fight, talk to Scott Oak. Boom, I got a new Evander Kane on my hands, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the fight and kind of the Scott Owens incident as well. Because earlier in the year, we talked about Kane. He didn't show that quote-unquote give-a-shit factor that, that that we've seen accustomed to for Evander Kane, especially I'm just thinking about the playoffs against Calgary for an example. But Evander Kane definitely has that give-a-shit factor back, baby. Natural hat-trick for the boys. Seven now in the year. And, and he's driving offense for the Edmonton Oilers, and he's getting in the gritty areas, which we need from Evander Kane. So he's obviously a big part of the Edmonton Oilers team, and he has been executing. Um, there was a moment when Adam Ernie absolutely blew up oh my with God. an elbow to the head. Hey, was so Oily, funny. we did notice Adam Ernie tonight. We did. Albeit for the wrong reasons, but I did notice him out there. But the A, Louis' reaction in slow motion was fantastic. The guy awesome. still got it. He still got cat-like re- reflexes. But uh, I'm pretty sure he was covering up his mic. Because the way he was talking at the end and the camera was on it, you could see Kane right next to the bench there, yipping and yapping. You could hear a bit of it. I love that from Evander Kane. We know we all saw the clip where he's talking about who's here is going to do anything. Nobody's going to do anything. (laughs) And he's right. I feel like he's running wild out there, and I am all about it. Also, bag milk could have been for the oily. The Jonas Brothers were at the game tonight. Uh, I don't know which one, but he bought a jersey. And he was repping it. He looked like he was a little lost in the sauce, if I'm being honest. But uh, Jonas Bros, you you Joe Bro guy, bag milk? <laughs> I wish I could uh, say that I was. But unfortunately, I needed some help in figuring out who the boy was. boys were. I did find out it was Joe Jonas wearing the Oilers jersey. I agree. He was probably having some uh, refreshments tonight at Rogers Place. But let's be honest, boys. You're sitting in the box. You're watching an Oilers comeback win. Why not have a couple of pops when you're in there? What else are the boys supposed to do? I love that they were there. I love that it's, it's fun when that kind of random stuff happens. I was at a playoff game back in May and uh, Steve Urkel, Jaleel White was in the building and it was so random. And even though the Jonas Brothers were here last night to do a concert, it's still random that they're in the building. I love when that kind of stuff happens and for them to see a night like that and have Joe Jonas wearing the jersey and allegedly, in my opinion, a couple of cocktails in him too. I, I love to see it. What can you not love about tonight? It's so funny in so many ways. Okay, I got two questions for you, BM and Gavin. First one, does a game like that make them instant fans for life? Because if you're in a building like that, I'm sure they don't get to many hockey games, let alone Canadian market games, let alone a game that the Canadian market needs so bad. So, A, do you think that breeds fan for life? Gavin, you first. Oh, 110%. You have, you know, you have Connor McDavid on the ice, and you just need a natural comeback, a natural hat trick and a comeback victory. How can he not be a fan of the Edmonton Oilers? So, yeah, I think the Jonas Brothers are now fans for life. Yeah, Gavin nailed it. Like, let's be honest. You got a beauty goal from Connor McDavid. Excellent finish. It was a nice pass from Leon to Connor in the back of the net. And then the Hattie from Patrick Kane or Patrick Kane. Whew. Could you imagine Showtime in Edmonton? <laughs> no, you get the natural Hattie from Evander Kane and the place goes bananas. Like when you're in a Canadian market and you have a comeback win like that and the place goes ballistic, how could you not enjoy that? Fans for life for the Jonas Brothers. They'll be following us whether or not they know what offside is. I don't care. I welcome them on my bandwagon. 
They can throw that jersey on anytime they want. A, they make the jersey look great. Those are some good-looking boys right there. But my second question, so they played last night. So they were clearly here for a full 24 hours. Bag Milk, what do you think the Jonas Brothers got up to today for full 24 in Edmonton? What would be your ideal tourist, I don't know, vision for Edmonton? What would, what would you recommend? Well, so everybody knows the two Jonas Brothers. That's what I learned tonight. There's Nick and there's Joe. So those are the two that and everybody Kevin. cares about. And then there's the third one. So I imagine they kind of stuck him in the talus balls, like that guy that got trapped there in the playoff. <laughs> Stuff him in there while they go doing adventures of all the cool Jonas Brothers and what the cool Jonas Brothers do. So then you obviously go to 97th Street, you push the batter ground a couple of times, and you're having a great time. Pop over to West Edmonton Wall, water park with the boys. Come on. Everybody loves the wave pool. You hear the horn go off. You run into the pool. You grab a tube. You flip a kid off his tube. You steal that one. It's a great time. Everybody has fun in Edmonton for 24 hours. I promise you that. <laughs> Imagine you were like going up the stairs to go hit a slide at the West End Water Park and you get up to the top and you're just like, oh, hey, Nick Jonas. What's up, bro? Picture in that little tube going down the skyscraper like this. <laughs> Hey, the sights and sounds of Edmonton, but okay, that does it for the good, bad, and the oily presented by Alberta Blue Cross. I want to get into now, this chat's lit. Everybody's everybody's in a good mood. You can just tell. It's all positivity, no negativity. Not on a night like tonight, everybody, but I want to get to my hot and cold DoorDash performers of the game. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code, all capitals, Nation25. For me, everybody in here, give me your hot performers as well. Because from aside from the big dogs, right, it's Stuart Skinner. And then I don't overall think that this team played that great tonight, really from top to bottom. Nobody really stands out to me. We already touched on Stuart Skinner. So let me ask you, Bag Milk. Who was a hot performer, a DoorDash hot performer for you this evening? The post. The post that kept Vinny's goal out of the net. I oh. I looked at that and I was dumbfounded. My hands just, like I legitimately and unironically facepalmed as if like, how did that just happen? And then to see the replay of Hyman in the penalty box going, oh my God. <laughs> how can it not be the hot performer of the night? That would have been good night, Jim Kite, right there. Come on. Yep. Uh, our, obviously, the oily was Kane, people, so I don't want to pick that the same. You know what I will do? And I see it in here for my hot performer. It's Darnell Nurse because yes. let's not forget, if he does not dive in front of that puck that Jaden Schwartz is shooting down the ice, he took his time, he waited, he lined it up, and Darnell dove just enough, got it with his stick, uh, Jack or Louie, I believe in the moment was like, that saved the goal right there. Like, let's see what we can do. Would you believe it? Shit, you know, we go back down the ice and we were able to bury one. Darnell Nurse, hot performer for that moment and that moment alone. You could have done anything, but that was that was it for me. Gav, any hot performers? Yeah, um, I kind of want to give some love to the uh, Ben Stelter oh. Foundation because all proceeds in the 50-50 tonight went to the Ben Stelter Foundation. 
And um, I actually was really fortunate enough to get to know the family extremely well last year because when I was still in school, I uh, I did a featured on on Ben after he passed away. So I got to know Mike and, and their family extremely, extremely well. So much love to them. And uh, obviously thoughts and prayers go out to Mike as he's going through his own battle now with uh, cancer and seeking tre treatment in the United States. So I just wanted to give some love to the Stelter family. Attaboy, Gavin. Great call. I really love that. We love the Stelter family. We love Ben. We miss Ben. We, yeah. we wish the family nothing but the best. They've been dealt some really difficult times, but they're they're powering through, and we're all with them. Everybody in the chat, stick taps for the family. We love it. Um, any cold performers this uh, right evening? There. Yeah, there it is, Gav. That's an all-timer. boy. Thank you for bringing that up, man. I really appreciate that. That's a good call. Um, My cold performer for this evening, I mean, it, it, it's Evan Bouchard. I don't – Regardless of that awesome move that he makes in overtime there, a little dipsy doodle, that one was not one to remember. I feel like we talk about it with Jay Woodcroft, right? The fairness of whatever. If that was that was Bill Broberg making decisions like that out there, he would have been benched and sat down on that bench real fast. Because Bouchard has the offensive game, you keep playing him out there. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. He goes back out there and makes a play. But there are too many times in a game where you are shaking your head. The panel at intermissions, we're just talking about how he needs to want it more. It's it's ugly times over there for Evan Bouchard, Bag Milk. Is this just something that we're just going to have to learn, learn to live with and just kind of block it from our brains when it happens? Like I hate to say it, but it's almost it's almost going to be like a Mike Green situation, you know, when he was putting up all kinds of points where you kind of have to take the good with the bad. And ultimately, I think if this team was built as deep as we'd like it to be, Evan Bouchard would probably be playing fewer five on five minutes and getting most of the minutes running the power play. But right now, when you got Vinny also on that right side, the options are kind of limited on how much you have to play the guy. And I think that this is just going to be one of those things that we have to learn to accept so when we started doing hot and cold performers i'm always like can i give evan bouchard both of those because there's things to like about his game and there's things to not like about his game and i think that's just going to be one of the things we have to deal with when it comes to him and we're going to ride the roller coaster and sometimes it's going to hurt and sometimes it's going to be awesome and tonight we got a little dose of both Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. 
Yeah, it happens again, right? Where you look at the you look at the box score, three points for Evan Bouchard, and you're like, man, what a game! But when you dig deep and you peel back that onion, it's uh, it's not good times sometimes out there. Everybody in the chat, let me know if there's anything that we've missed so far that we've kind of gone through. There's a lot. Stuart Skinner was dialed in. Oh, one thing I did want to point out. They talked about it in the first intermission, Bag Milk. They talked about the Oilers defending in the neutral zone more. I don't know if you were listening to that. So they were talking about that the best way to avoid defending in your own end is to not defend in your own end. So try to not maybe <laughs> – they weren't trying to stress on the offensive end, but in the neutral zone, to step up more for forwards to get on the puck. I saw it specifically from Cody Cece a fair amount where I thought he was stepping up before our blue line, kind of getting there. He wasn't getting beat tonight, so it was pretty good that way. Did you notice any difference in that tonight? One thing I kind of noticed, to be honest, was a little bit more back pressure from the boys. I like seeing yep. back pressure. I like seeing skates moving on the way back into the zone. And I think that kind of ties into what you're talking about. It's taking care of all three zones of the ice and not just settling into your defensive like strategy or whatever, but also trying to make sure that you can't even get there in the first place. So I personally noticed a little bit more back pressure. Love to see that from the boys. Love seeing them get their sticks in the mix there to prevent some lanes from forming. So more of that. And I'm really, really curious to see how Nobby kind of keeps this going in the, you know, after more than one practice, you know, because there's really only so much that we can, can tweak at this point. So I'm looking forward to seeing when we get more of a finished project, uh, finished product from what he wants to have in those situations. I'm looking forward to this road trip to kind of see how this is all going to get deployed. But speaking of deployments, Gavin, the lines tonight, it was kind of up and down. We keep talking about how I think we were being preaching that there's going to be some consistency here. Second period, they switch it up. It goes McDavid and Dry, I do believe, right? And then in the yep. third period, they switched it back for a minute. A little confused with how that goes. I don't know. What's your breakdown of that? I totally understand when you're down in the game. Hey, it's break glass in case of emergency time. You do it. I was a little confused when I feel like they got split up again near the end of the game. Maybe that was just a bad shift, but I don't know. What was your breakdown? Yeah, like obviously it kind of worked in the second period because and that and that led to the McDavid goal. So it ended up working, but I, kind of the same as you, Aaron. Like I was a little confused, like when Nob kind of went back. But honestly, at this point, uh, in Nob we trust, right? He's two and zero. So if he wants to shake it up, if he wants to put Ekholm on three v three in overtime, have at her. I'm not going to tell him otherwise because it's obviously working at this moment. Bag milk thoughts on the uh, on the new strategy, I guess. Well, I mean, I'd be lying if I say I didn't laugh when I saw Connor and Leon back together again, right? It was one of those things that when Woodcroft did it, everybody towards the end, they're like, come on, Woody, split him up. Like, you're coaching for your job, man. And then here we are, four periods into the Nobby, into Nobby Nation. And then all of a sudden, we've got Connor and Leon back together on the first line. So... I think it's one of those things where if you've got the option, it's like it's like you got to touch the button, right? How hot is the stove? You want to touch it? It's right there. You just let let me have a little taste of it. And I think that he just I think that garlic wanted some of that action tonight, and ultimately it worked for them on the first goal by Connor, um, and then he he switched it up once again a little bit later on. So. I think this is something that we're just going to have to get used to because those two together, it, it's like if you have a really good pitch, you're going to use it in a key situation, and they're the Oilers' best pitch. Yeah, you know, I actually didn't think about that from the human element. That, dude, this is like Nobby got a brand-new best toy he's ever got in the yeah, world. Man. Wouldn't you want to break it out and play with it just a little bit? 
See how shiny and bright it really is. But I want to point it out. He's in the chat right now. He's borderline famous now. Mr. Liam Horbin <laughs> made the broadcast tonight. He looked great. Mustache looked fantastic. Liam's getting all the props right now in the chat. Did you see him, Bag Milk? Yeah, here, I'm going to give uh, Liam a little applause here. Bear with me, Aaron. Yep. That's really nice. Yeah, of course I saw him. How could you not? And even if you accidentally missed him on TV after the goal, like his face was just all over Twitter for the next 20 minutes. So, yeah, I love to see Liam. The haircut looks good, pal. I didn't get to see you at the office today, but that fresh haircut looks fantastic. The mustache looked great on TV. Come on. It's great to see Liam out there. And again, great to know he chucked that hat. That's my guy right there, Liam. I see you said I lost your hat. I will get you a new hat tomorrow. I will bring you the same hat that you threw on the ice. I have another one of it. So it's like it didn't even happen. And uh, you get to enjoy that memory forever. Uh, Gavin, whoever F.A. is in the chat, get his ass out of here. Get his ass All out right. of here. I got, no, I got no time for that right now. I don't want none of that. No moderating. But well, I guess you are moderating. But I, I don't want to. So you do it. You Done. go nuts. Thanks, buddy. I'm looking along tonight as well. Uh, bag milk, Oilers penalty kill. I don't want to call it yeah. back because I feel like it's never been a thing before, but looks pretty damn good right now, right? They've been figuring it out over the last handful of games. And again, we talked about it. You take five penalties, you're setting yourself up for disaster at a point. But the PK came through and it came through in key situations and it came through with key moments. Like I, I think of the, the one where, you know, the Oilers were on the PK and then Nuge goes and gets all huge in the offensive zone and draws one. And then all of a sudden they're not on the PK anymore. So they're doing a lot of good things out there. I find it interesting, the player choices that are going out right now. So I'm liking what I'm seeing. This is kind of new for me. So I almost don't know how to react to a penalty kill. That's keeping pucks out of the net. Right. That's exactly how I feel. Gavin, is this just who we are now? I, I think so. You know, the, the boys went five or five on the PK today. Obviously, like we gave we gave six taps to Stuart Skinner for keeping in this game, but we ought to give six taps to the penalty kill as well. Like obviously they let they let one slide where that hockey is probably out of hand. So yeah, stick taps for our penalty kill as well tonight. Um, just kind of housekeeping right here. Adam Ernie, bag milk. It was not it was not ideal right there. It was a big reaction. You could hear Adam Ernie's voice very easily on the broadcast. I could hear him yell a lot. The more I think about him in that oil rig outfit, he really does look and sound exactly like he was meant to work in Edmonton for the rest of his life. But uh, fine, obviously coming. Does Ernie get suspended? Are we going to be down another forward? First thing tomorrow morning, Adam Ernie be like, NHL's calling. You are gone, buddy. You cannot. Like when I saw the replay at first, when it was happening live, I was just like, uh, that looked a little greasy to me, but let's see what happens on the replay. And then you see the elbow come up and that's the exact kind of play that the NHL is trying to get rid of. And if it was the other way around, we'd be saying that shit needs to get cleared out of here. That needs that dude needs to be gone. So I'm fully expecting him to get a phone call tomorrow. And if he doesn't get at least a game or two for that kind of shit, then 
something, I'd be stunned, stunned. Like Adam Ernie, I don't even know what he was doing there. The only thing that was redeemable about that whole play is, like you said, Aaron, was Louis' reaction, cat-like <laughs> reflex from, between the benches there. So, yeah, Adam Ernie, I don't even know what he was doing, man. Like, that is going to get you suspended. And when somebody's healthy, that's going to get you back down in Bakersfield. Hey, I don't want to argue with the results, but JP puts it in here right now, and he goes, TSN turning point, Ernie elbow. As crazy as that is, it kind of was around the time for the wrong reasons. But, uh, yeah, that's not – moves like that, I feel like the fan base has just been kind of all over him. Sometimes I feel like it's unfair. The guy barely even plays. So what do you want from him? But in limited ice time, if you're going to do shit like that late in the game and uh, – you're going to really be a detriment to your team. I don't know how much confidence the new guy, the knob, is going to have in you. So, okay, let me, gentlemen. Uh, let me just wrap that up real quick, Aaron, because, like, very yep. easily there's a situation where that penalty is a five minutes, right? So right. the Oilers could have been really in a tough situation if that had gone slightly differently. Like, if, if Belmar was injured on the play and stayed down, that's very quickly a five-minute penalty, and all of a sudden we're probably talking about a different finish to the night. So, yeah, the TSN turning point thing, hilarious. Love the joke. But ultimately, if we're talking about a hockey play for real, that's not a hockey play. And he's probably going to have to pay the price for it. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> It's a tough go for him, but I want to ask, kind of winding down here, we're looking we're looking forward. We've got three wins in our pockets, count them one, two, three in a row. That's a streak, confirmed. We're going out on an Eastern road swing. We're going to take on Tampa Bay on Saturday, 2 p.m., matinee game. Actually, Nick Alberga, Bag Milk, is going to be in Tampa Bay for that one, I do believe. Yeah, um, yeah. He might, he might come join me on pregaming just to get a little live boots on the ground from Florida. Let me ask you your confidence in a matinee game and what's your score prediction, BM? Listen, it's going to be a 4-2 win, but ultimately my confidence in a matinee game is not high. I've been an Oilers fan my entire life. I know how this team plays when the sun is shining. And unfortunately, the record as a whole has not been great. Their last matinee this season, they did not win. Hopefully for a rebound now. Now listen, this is the first three-game win streak of the season. Boys are buzzing a little bit. They're getting some goaltending. Stu's looking dialed in. We've talked about that. So... Maybe this is the one. Maybe this is a, a you know a matchup against Tampa Bay, who still does not have Vasilevsky. That kind of turns the tides for the matinee. So I'm hopeful. Hopeful never die. You were saying it all night, Aaron. So that's what the attitude I'm taking into Saturday's matinee against the Lightning. Gavin, score prediction. How do you feel? Yeah, score prediction. Obviously, like vibes are high, especially coming off this huge comeback victory. So I'm, I think the boys are going to be rolling on offense, so I'm probably going to go 5-2 Edmonton Oilers. And I'm going to pick an anytime goal scorer. I'm riding Connor McDavid yet again. Yeah, yep. I feel like 5-2 is the most common prediction that we always give. Yeah. The over under 6.5. You don't want to get greedy and think there's going to be 8. But I always think the over is going to cash when the Edmonton Oilers play. I'll go slightly different. I'm going to say 4-2 to Edmonton Oilers. Anytime goal scorer, duh, it's Connor McDavid. He's got to keep it going. I see it in the chat here. People asking for it. I will finally send it in. If you want one of those awesome hats, I'm not wearing it right now with the Edmonton upside down. Boom. There's a link in the chat. Just sent it in. I'm pretty sure, and I don't know it to be fact, so test it out. If you use the code BOARDZ20, 
pretty sure you get 20% off. Pretty sure you Ooh. do something like that. Support the boys. They all look good. Liam can get a new one. And then, people, you can throw these things on the ice really well. They're proven one for one. They carry and will make it past the glass. See a lot of score predictions in here right now. All of them have the Oilers winning because, of course, we talked about bag milk. We need a 10-game heater. Well, we've done 30%, 30 of the way there. Here. We're almost there, right? We're basically there. Basically there. It's It takes one at a time. They've knocked out three in a row. The boys are starting to look like the boys that we thought they would be from game one. You know, it took up until game 13 for things to start, to start going our way a little bit, start getting some offensive touch. And the thing I like most is different guys are scoring right now. So if everybody can be cold together at the start of the year, I think that everybody can start to get hot together as this season goes on. So, yeah, I'm feeling hopeful, man. Vibes are sky high. And after a win like that, how could they not be? As a team, as a squad, as a family. And that's what we are here at Oilers Nation After Dark. I love all of you in the chat. I love After Wins because it's just, it's just so positive. Everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid. want to say a big thank you to everybody in the chat. want to say a big thank you to you two for being absolute studs. And a big thank you to our sponsors, Crown Royal, DoorDash, Alberta Blue Cross. And you think I'd forget them, Greta. Greta Bar Yang, they're the, they're the best. Hey, you were at that game right now? I hope Liam's going to check out Greta. He's got a crew card, so he's got a couple discounts on that bad boy right there. Use and abuse. Get a couple suds in you. Lance, I appreciate it. He says, Boardsy is the MVP. I don't know about that, but I'm not the most valuable, but I am a person. So there you go. There you go. I'm a player. Appreciate you all. Nuge goal. Boys are back. I got to ask what this cat gate thing is because I really don't remember what it is. Lance, DM me and let me know. I'm very confused. <laughs> good night, everybody. Have a good sleep. And we'll see you for ONE tomorrow at noon. Pre-gaming will be at 1 o'clock on Saturday. See you then. What's up, Nation citizens? If you like that video, then you need to be subscribed to the Oilers Nation YouTube. Podcasts, live shows, exclusive interviews and analysis, everything you need from your favorite voices at Oilers Nation. And you don't want to miss any of it, so hammer that subscribe button.